What is the full potential of blockchain and other emerging technologies? Not just on our financial systems, but across a whole host of other industries and regions. Teams across the globe are tackling huge social issues, and it's my opinion that these social issues are what's going to really drive mass adoption of the technology in the future. We're still in early days, and there's a long journey ahead of us, but this podcast will explore the use cases, the individuals, and the regions that are pushing the boundaries of what is possible with blockchain technology. Focusing on the social impact of blockchain, you're listening to the first ever Emerge Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the very first Emerge Podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron Valentine and... Lucia Gallardo. And today we're just going to give you an introduction to our podcast, why we're here, why we think blockchain and social impact go hand in hand, and some of the interesting projects that are working in the space. Um, in particular, Emerge, which is the company that Lucia is the CEO of. So Lucia, why don't we start by asking you about your company? Can you tell us about Emerge and how that got started? Sure. So Emerge uh, actually just builds decentralized systems to solve problems for enterprise and public sector. And we're doing this while tackling some of the world's most pressing issues as defined by the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Our current focus is a lot around identity and logistics. On the identity side, we're working to provide refugees with self-sovereign identity um, and then carry that through a system that will render a match Um, to a global city that will give them their best chance at rebuilding um, and finding their economic independence much sooner. And on the logistics side, we're working on an end-to-end system that will reduce waste uh, and optimize operations along food production lines. So very excited to be working um, in a holistic way um, that really plays with the interrelated dimensions of profit, people, and planet. And so very proud to to be launching this podcast, which is really a manifestation of how strongly we feel that these three dimensions work together um, towards the good of our planet while solving real problems for, for enterprise and public sector. That is amazing. Kudos to you and all of the work that you and your team is doing. Um, the way that I feel is you know, blockchain, the conversation's really gotten hijacked around ICOs and hype cycles and uh, ETFs and when institutional money's coming in. And I think we've lost our way a little bit. I think all of these things take away from the actual human impact that blockchain can have. Um, and it's amazing the work that you're doing and the problems that you're tackling. They're definitely not small problems. Um, <laughs> no, for sure. I'm curious to know a little bit more, like, how does one even start something like that? How, do you, how did you wake up one morning and decide... I'm going to change the world with blockchain. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, it's been quite an interesting ride, but realistically speaking, Emerge has been in development since I was 12. Um, there was a, a life science class. Um, shout out to Ms. Hidon if she ever listens to this. But she gave us this project where we had to apply something we had learned that year to real life. Um, and I had learned about the water purification sanitation process. And so our group selected this as as our theme. And it was through that project that I actually first came across the systemic injustice and and inequality of access to things like water, which is such a basic thing that you you would rarely think about if you have it when you're a child, you know? Um, And so ultimately I became quite obsessed with inequality of access, inequality of income and, and so on and so forth. And um, really used my high school career to deep dive into understanding more of these issues. I grew up in Honduras. I was born and raised there. And so a big part was growing up in a country with a very high income inequality uh, level. 
and going to school with the top 1%, but then being surrounded by about 62% of the population there that lives under $2 a day. So it was quite drastic of a difference. Um, and so really had this obsession with uh, with social impact for most of my life. Um, and then came to Canada and discovered the, the tech space um, after having worked in public sector. So I used to actually work for the consulate of Honduras in Montreal, where I dealt a lot with issues of, of undocumented immigration, um, but really wanted a change from that because it felt stagnant. It felt um, like it, almost like you couldn't get anything done um, despite any and all efforts. And so fell into the tech world um, after joining Hopper when it was a very small company. It's now a, a very large company and doing very well. Um, fell in love with several factors. I think one of them was just to take something that was messy or, or intangible, unreal, and turn it into something real, um, turn it into a product or a service or a, you know whatever it is. Um, so that part, that creative part was incredible. But also by finding all of these dimensions in how technology can really um, take something that is fragmented and, and look at it holistically and try to solve it or try to, to build it. And so that's been my fascination. And, and since I've always been passionate about social impact, I think um, coming into blockchain and understanding the capacity that it had to look at large scale systems, at global distribution, at global inclusion, um, then it was only a natural pairing for the way that my mind works in terms of, of looking at these as a, uh, these technologies as a way to solve these big, massive problems that I think they're scary to tackle for sure. But but we have to. And, and, you know, the the longer we pass by thinking that these problems are too big, the worse they're going to get. And so so I think this is opti- like a fantastic time point in time and in history to to take advantage of something that is distributed and decentralized and use it to bring together all of these fragmented systems that we've built that have left so many people out. Um, so I'm really excited by by what's to come for Emerge and for myself and and for the future of the blockchain industry as well. Social impact needs to be a driver for blockchain adoption um, and mass adoption and not just a byproduct of it. Um, Absolutely. I think it's also, um, I need to stop doing this myself, but I think we need to stop talking about blockchain for social impact as if it's a purposeful outcome of you choosing that path. I think the technology itself is conducive to being inherently tied to social impact and so blockchain is social impact and to in, and to develop and build on these technologies is is to think about the way that it is going to create this meaningful impact in in you know millions of lives um and i think that's the way we need to think about it for the good of the industry and also so that we we don't repeat the same mistakes that we have in the past. We constantly build these massive systems that exclude so many people. Um, and it, this is a unique point in time where we have this technology that is the opposite. It, it actually thrives off the de- decentralization. And so to leverage that now and in the future, obviously still a long way to go and a lot of issues with the technology itself that need to be resolved. But thinking about the ways that we are going to build structures and build systems and build products and build services that are much more inclusive than ever before in history. That's the exciting part. And you're working on supply chain and digital identity. What are some of the other compelling use cases that you see for blockchain technologies? Oh, tons. I think looking at services distribution is really interesting as well. Things like energy and healthcare, Um, looking at at registries, land registry, where in in some places in the world, it's such a big issue and and leads to so much inequality. Um, If you, you know, I've heard of projects looking at universal 
basic income. I've looked at uh, projects related to governance and democracy um, and, and really interesting applications in the legislative system and in the judicial system, um, encouraging more active civic participation, um, you know, more uh, trust-based voting and, and, cons- and better mechanisms for consensus. So I think there's, there's quite a you know, many applications, there's many applications. It's just a matter of, of understanding, number one, that, that value goes beyond monetary value. It's very natural, especially in North America, I think, to think that money equals value. Um, and yet in other parts of the world you see, and now you're starting to see this in North America too, I guess, but um, you're starting to see people really understand that value can be an identity and value can be energy and value can be a, a vote. Um, and all of these things are conducive to leveraging blockchain in much more creative ways. Um, so I'm, it is exciting, of course, still a long way to go before we see um, before we see something that that is uh, sustainable and future proof, I think, but slowly building towards that. And, and it's very exciting to be in the middle of it, for sure. Yeah, and I think it's important that we continue that journey and, and continue carrying that torch. Um, sneak peek for everyone who's listening, but all of these use cases will be covered in this podcast. We're going to take a deeper dive into ag tech and democracy and governance and financial inclusion and all of these topics. So a quick sneak peek for you guys. And and a lot of that's going to actually come off the back of the leap report. So maybe tell the audience a little bit more about that. I think that's a super interesting project that, uh, that you undertook. For sure. Actually, it's how I got started in the blockchain space. So um, about the time I was working at Hopper, I was feeling really inspired by all of the access to capital, to accelerators, incubators, funds, and venture capital, and angel investors, and tax incentives, and so on and so forth. And I kept thinking, you know, how do you not want to be an entrepreneur in a place that offers you so much support and so many opportunities? And that was, um, I guess, juxtaposed with my experience in building something in Honduras, where my brother and I in 2015 had started this nonprofit um, where we would build libraries uh, in underserved schools and communities. And so um, it was so hard to get it off the ground. The, you know, getting the legal paperwork was hard. It took years. Um, getting, you know, our, our financials in order, that took years. Everything was slow and, and expensive and bureaucratic. And so I guess the the experience of, of both of those things happening at similar timeline in similar timelines, I guess they um they made me really want to extract some piece of DNA from the Canadian innovation ecosystem and pull it and bring it to an emerging market, namely Honduras at the time, of course. And so started looking into all of these issues around access to capital for emerging market entrepreneurs and kept coming across these words, you know, blockchain and cryptocurrency and international payments and trust and consensus and so on. And so clearly there was something there. I wasn't first to discover it. I was actually quite late. Um, but, uh, but there was something there and it had so much potential for emerging markets. I recognized it immediately and knew that if I did, that others had to already be working on something. They already had to be using it in some way, shape or form. And so, you know, a couple of people and I got together and we looked at 448 blockchain projects, uh, in the span of three months. And all of them were based out of emerging markets, which was shocking, but also not, (laughs) And the applications were shocking that they had gone so beyond cryptocurrency when the conversation in 2016, early 2017 in North America was still dominated by cryptocurrency. Um, and so so we looked at all of these projects, threw the results up, you know, in a report online and just told the world, basically, this is what's happening. And we all need to be paying attention to it because the impact is there. The potential to support 
innovation and growth in emerging markets is there. Um, and, and, you know, it's almost limitless possibilities. And so, so that's what we did in, in year one in 2017. Um, then we came across uh, the social impact scholars program in New York. And, um, so they've come on board and, and uh, have supported us through the research. So very excited to be launching a more uh, like a deeper scope and a wider scope of, of LEAP 2017. So this year we'll be covering everything from regulatory landscapes and a, a global heat map of opportunities in different markets, still looking at the same six emerging markets we did in 2017, which are Asia, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, Africa, Latin America and the Caribbean. So very excited. It's launching in September and uh, we can't wait. <laughs> That's amazing. And I think 2017, 2018, has been an amazing year for growth in the industry in terms of yeah. projects and a little bit more focus. I think 2017 was a lot of ICOs and a lot of hype and a lot of uh, different things. But now that that noise has died down, the markets have definitely cooled off. Uh, but it kind of gives people a little bit more time to breathe and focus on getting stuff done instead of answering questions about ICOs and yeah, a mixed bag too. I think there's a, a lot of geopolitical context comes into play um, when you look at the priorities of, of the innovation in each region. So if you take something, for example, like in Latin America, a lot of the projects center around governance and democracy. And then if you look at Asia, it's a lot around financial access. Mm -hmm. And Africa's got stuff on uh, on energy and impact uh, investment assets. And so if you look at, at the context of the region, you'll understand why the blockchain innovation is prioritizing what it is in that region. So it becomes very interesting. And we'll do a breakdown of each region over time, but um, but I'm very excited to present the results for this year, for sure. Great. And roughly, when do you think that might be available? Uh, we're looking at uh, releasing it on September 25th to 27th. And that's, that's our estimated <laughs> release date. Can't wait to read it. And if people want to check it out, where can they check out uh, the LEAP report? Uh, we'll put it online uh, for free. So it'll be at www.emergedev.co. Uh, that's our website. And we'll also have an interactive uh, website experience where you'll be able to play with the data and, and sort of interact with the report itself. So it'll be a living, breathing document, hopefully. Very cool. Can't wait. The space has grown so much in the last 12 months, in the last 24 months. Where do you really see it going forward? Um, I think there's a lot of issues to resolve with the technology itself. Um, and a lot of the applications depend on us working on these issues. So if I think about, for example, identity, identity requires us to really hone in on interoperability of different blockchains, because you want this to be a pervasive system, you don't want to have to leverage your identity per system, that's just very inconvenient. Yeah. And so I think a big part is working out these, uh, these issues with the technology itself. And then this being driven a lot in North America, actually, I'm not going to downplay the contribution that the, the incredible contribution of Canada um, in in developing blockchain technology. But I think something to be said is is the impact um, that emerging markets will have in terms of adoption and applications, because um, a lot of need um, that that is best served by the benefits blockchain has to offer the consensus, the transparency, the immutability. Um, and so I do see emerging markets really being a force to be reckoned with when it comes to actually leveraging technology. And so I think that is the dynamic we'll be seeing in the next couple of years. And I also think that um, the, that the technology will be inherently socially impactful. It will create a lot more inclusion 
and more importantly, empowerment in terms of, of who we are as consumers and as citizens, uh, you know, being able to have your identity or your wallet on a blockchain, I think, will lead to a more active use of personal freedom and individual rights. And I'm very excited for that. I think we all are. And uh, I wish I had a time machine and I can just fast forward 10 years. But um, there's a lot of hard work to be done. And I'm, I'm happy that yeah. people are out there doing things in the space across emerging markets, across developed uh, markets. And what can people do if they want to get involved with Emerge or, or help you out in any way or uh, find out more information? Well, I'll take, yeah, I'll take all the help I can get. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is a struggle. Um, no, if you if you do want to learn more, I mean, come to our website. You can uh, email me at hello at emergedev.co. I will happily respond. I will get to them all. Um, it may take me a little bit, but I will definitely answer all all emails um, that come in. And and um, we're really looking for people to join us on this and and come to the light towards the social impact, <laughs> um, and really join us in, in moving this conversation in that direction in a more inclusive way, not just in what we build, but in how we build it and who builds it. I think those are all very important conversations that, that we're going to have on this podcast. Yeah. I'm happy we're having them and I'm happy we're starting this and I can't wait for the next episode, the next 10 episodes, the next 20 episodes, um, this is going to be quite the journey and I can't wait to take it with you. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, for, you know, doing this with me and, and I'm very much looking forward to people sending us ideas as well of what they want to hear or questions that they want answered. Um, this is really, you know, a conversation between us that, that, uh, we, we have every so often that we want to share with everyone, but we also want people to, to partake in it. So, so definitely write to us and catch us online on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. Perfect. Well, I think that's a perfect place to leave off. So if you're listening, please subscribe. And you can find more information about Emerge at emergedev.co or on Twitter at emerge underscore dev. So until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Bye, guys. Till next time. <laughs>